We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS Podcast NHL Edition, brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Paul Bruno as we break down the Friday and Saturday NHL slates. You can find Paul on Twitter at Statsman22, and you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Paul, welcome to the show, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Looking forward to a weekend full of hockey. I like to watch from beginning to end. I can't get enough of the sport. Absolutely. So we've got a nice uh, slate on tap here, and we're going to break down all the great value plays along with some top options for your cash and GPPs here for the NHL for today and tomorrow. Uh, don't forget, you can always check out the Rotowire DFS podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate review us, please go ahead and do so. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Since this is the very first show of the NHL season for the Rotowire DFS podcast, we're going to kick it off with a little bit of a primer, a little how-to uh, for fantasy hockey here uh, on FanDuel, the official sponsor of this podcast uh to just give you an idea of how the scoring works here positionally you're going to need two centers two left wingers two right wingers two defensemen and one goalie in your fan duel lineups as far as uh, the scoring goals goals are going to be worth three points here assists are going to be worth two uh plus minus is going to be one point penalty minutes 
are going to be worth a quarter of a point. Power play points are going to get you a half a point, and uh, shots on goal is worth uh, four-tenths of a point. For goalies, the win is very important here on FanDuel. You get three points for the win. Goals against are negative one point, saves point two, and a shutout gets you an extra two bonus points. All right, so Paul, let's go ahead and just give you um, give the uh, listeners out there some general overview for your strategy about playing fantasy hockey for DFS on FanDuel. Well, you have to understand the cap maximum. For the team that we're putting together, you can't go over $55,000 in value. So you can't stock it with all the top 10 scorers and the top four defensemen and the top goalie every night. So you've you got to fill in here and there. So what I like to do is I like to take one or two of these high-end players and then fill in with some value picks along the way so that I get in under the cap. And I kind of look for who's been going hot in the last little while or whose situation has changed from one defense pairing to a higher one or more power play time on a and more regular uh, ice time on a top unit as opposed to maybe a third line role that the guy might have been in for a while so i look for value i look for changes in status and i also like to fill in with a couple of uh, high and low end players all right that sounds great and so now let me just talk to you about roster construction really quickly um you, you know reviewing these fan duel lineups and 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 putting these things together do you sort of look at uh from a strategy point do i want to lock in uh, my goalie first with my lineup and because you know th- that th- those extra three wins and the potential for a shutout is so important uh, for your fan duel scoring or do you want to do something like hey I just want to go with the best play for today and then build outward for there be it a center be a winger a defenseman what's what's your general take on who should be the first man into your lineup I like the idea of putting in the goalie that I think is most likely to get the win you already I highlighted how valuable the goalie win is and I like to make sure I get the best opportunity for that and it might not be the top guy on the board and it isn't tonight in that case but I do find value in in one of the situations that made me pick this goalie first and uh, then I filled in from there all right, excellent. So I, I, I like that. I think um, goalie sort of to me, uh, for those of you who you know can sort of follow baseball along with hockey, is sort of similar to the pitcher on FanDuel. You only get to pick one pitcher, just like you only got to uh, you know pick one goalie. And if goalie has a, a an awesome night with forty something saves and the shutout. And uh, that that could be the difference between you cashing and not cashing, or maybe um, carrying a couple guys who threw up some duds in your fantasy lineups with an outstanding performance at the goalie position. So I think that uh, a lot of people are going to be following suit with that general strategy. That's a great tip there. So uh, let's go ahead and kick it off here, Paul. We're going to start here with the center position uh, for tonight's slate. And let's go ahead and talk about who your top options here right there. Uh, at the center position. Okay, we're allowed to pick two, as you said, so I'm going to go with a high-end option, a mid-range, and then a value play. I'll give you three names to think about. Claude Giroux has a very favorable matchup uh, going up against a floundering Montreal Canadiens team. He comes in at 7900 bucks, one of the high-end picks on the board. Uh, he's full value for it, though, a consistent scorer. Uh, he gets first-line minutes at the center position and is the power play quarterback in Philadelphia. He's also flanked by Braden Chen and Wayne Simmons, who look like they're going to enjoy banging around the more smallish Montreal team that should get uh, Giroux a lot of a lot of space out there to do his magic. The Canadians are in a historic funk over the last two months and in complete disarray. Giroux and his mates will be circling like sharks, and I'm not talking the San Jose kind here. <laughs> Franz Nielsen, 5700 bucks, is kind of a mid-range play. He's a second-line center between Nikolai Kuliman and Kyle Okpozo, two big body forwards who uh, can dangle with the puck, and he is also on the top power play uh, unit in Brooklyn. Uh, he has five points in his last six games, proving, providing consistent secondary scoring, and he's headed for another 50-point season. 
and he'll avoid the top New Jersey checkers who will focus on the Tavares line. Your value play among the forwards is uh, Alexander Wenberg from the Columbus Blue Jackets. He comes in at 3900 bucks, but he's playing the lowly Buffalo Sabres. I mean, the Columbus Jackets are lowly, too. Maybe it's friends and family they will be viewing tonight's game only. But uh, he's propping up the second line scoring uh, unit flanked by Brennan Saad and Scott Hartnell, two, guy, two guys who also like the physical play and uh, can... Uh, uh, assist uh, him in getting some open ice and, and uh, they have good offensive skills among them and uh, for his part Wenberg has produced three points in the last three games so he's a point of game guy and that's pretty good value if you can get it at 3900 bucks in a pretty favorable matchup against the Sabres. Uh, that's interesting that you mentioned Wenberg here. Um, price 3900 just uh, $900 over the minimum salary uh, on FanDuel. My question to you about him in particular, is is he safe enough to use in a cash game? Do you feel like even though he's you know uh, very bargain priced um, at that range, can you still trust him in your cash games? Or do you feel like you need to reserve Wenberg for something like GPP only? I like him in this setup for a cash game because he's been producing on a regular basis. I highlighted the fact that he's got points in three straight games. He has the most favorable matchup, one of the more favorable matchups that you can get uh, playing against one of the low-end teams in the league. It's a Columbus home game, too, so that's an advantage. And uh, he's getting the power play time, and he's playing with two veteran guys, so I feel it's a pretty safe pick. And he'll avoid the top Sabre checkers because he is on that second unit. I like uh, to pick second-line players whenever I can because typically, uh, Josh, first-liners are the ones that get the top opposing checkers and the high-end uh, defense duo uh, opposing them most nights. All right. Um, the last question I'll have about Wenberg, and this is sort of just me like um, get good doing uh, FanDuel 101 in terms of hockey with a, a educational class uh, lumped in here, courtesy of you, Paul. There, do you feel like there's a, a, a significant difference in minutes uh, between like a center who plays on the second line or using a, a top-end uh, first-line center? Uh, in your in your lineups, you they're going to be like well in a lot of sports like NBA for example, minutes are everything. Whenever you you're, you're trying to use somebody, so do you feel like there will be any sort of difference to worry about? Well, uh, when you're looking at a second liner, it always Im- impresses me when he's also getting power play time, and Wenberg is getting one or two minutes tonight too. So that's a key statistic that enters into the discussion when you look at a value play like this too. You're getting a guy who plays power play, and that's unusual to get a guy like that at such a low low value. So that factored into my decision tonight uh, with the Wenberg pick as well. Yeah, the, the way that I look at this here is um, I think that if you're going to use one of the top options uh, like Claude uh, Giroux at 7,900, it, it makes a lot of sense if you feel like uh, Wenberg is safe enough for catch game to pair him um, at 3,900 and sort of balance out the salary. So uh, right. I think we're, we're definitely on the right track there with the uh, the first position that we're looking at. Um, you know what, and I, what? What I like to do, uh, Paul, is since I'm one of the newer uh, players uh, to DFS NHL hockey, is I like to check out our uh, – FanDuel NHL Daily Lineup Optimizer on rotowire.com, and you can take advantage of this information for free. If you're like me and you're just getting your feet wet in NHL uh, for DFS, uh, why not have Rotowire and our um, crack team here help you out all along the way? You can get a 10 day free trial. Uh, for our lineup optimizers, and not just NHL, NBA, college basketball, golf, which is new, soccer. If you like EPL, MLS, we've got you covered there. And obviously, we're going to have the uh, MLB optimizer kicking off here in a matter of weeks. So if you're if you're taking a look at these lineups, you need some help with your FanDuel um, in research there, and you want to take a look at the projections that Paul and I use for this very show, you can get a 10-day free trial, rotowire.com slash pod. Let them know that Josh and Paul sent you. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next position here, Paul. We're going to talk about the top wingers here. Do you want to start with your uh, left winger, or do you want to go on the right side? 
Uh, we'll give you the left winger. I'll give you three picks again following the same uh, structure that I gave before, a high-end guy, a mid-range, and then a low-end, a value pick. So sticking with what uh, I have as a flyer stack tonight uh, uh, against the dysfunctional Habs, I included Braden Shen. He's getting a lot of ice time now on the top unit alongside Claude Giroux and Wayne Simmons, uh, most recently promoted to that group. But he's played with Giroux before. He's got five points in his last four games and uh, looks like pretty good value at 6300 bucks in that matchup. Behind him, I've got Thomas Hurdle, more of a mid-range pick at 4500 bucks. He's blown hot and cold for stretches this year, so he might be more of a uh, points-per-game kind of guy that you might put in there. Maybe he, he's coming off a five-game scoreless funk, but he's got two points in his last three games, so it looks like he's ready to put a hot streak together. He's playing top-line minutes, which is something new for him, playing with Thornton and Pavelski. That's about as good as you can ask for in San Jose. He's also centering the second power play unit. Again, looking at a guy who's mid-range value, getting that power play time, as we discussed uh, with a couple of players earlier on. And he's playing for the second-best road team in the NHL, so don't be shy about putting a a San Jose Shark in the lineup because they've got a pretty good road record and uh, a pretty good matchup tonight against a team that's below them in the standings. So that's a guy in the mid-range. Then I jump down, and I have, uh, for a value pick on the left side, Joe Blandisi. This guy is a high-energy guy coming in at 3400 bucks, but you tend to notice him every night out. I've uh, When I've watched him, I've noticed this guy. He's got four goals, two helpers in the last eight games. He was called up 19 games ago and looks like a fit as a top six forward. In fact, he's playing top-line minutes with Adam Henrique and Lee Stempniak right now. All right, excellent. Now, the, the, the next question I have for you here is, um, you know, we, we're, if we're going to spend up um, with Shen at 6,300, and then we decide that we're going to use uh, Claude Drew at 7,900, and then combined with the fact that we need to lock in a top flight goalie that may be one of the more expensive plays, if I have to choose between the two, if I'm going to make a, I say, listen, my life is only going to work with Shen or with Claude Giroux, which of the two do you go with? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Shen because he comes in at a lower value. He's playing the same unit as Giroux and likely going to get every second of ice time that Giroux does. So for 1600 bucks, they'll be in on the uh, 1600 bucks less. They should be in on the same plays. So I would go with a cheaper option as long as they're line mates every time out. All right, fair enough. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so that was the left side breakdown here. Let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do on the right wing side for your uh, top value options uh, for the Friday slate. Okay, on Friday night, Yuri Hoodler for the Calgary Flames coming in at 5800 bucks. He may have only 32 points in 49 games on the season, but look at what he's done in his last 10 games. He's got a point-of-game pace going there, and he's been reunited with Sean Monaghan and Johnny Gaudreau, and he's also getting top power play time. This is a good matchup against the Canucks team that's struggling and missing their top blue liner, uh, Alex Edler, so they've got a really shaky defense against a Calgary team that really likes to pour on the offensive pressure. So I like the matchup for Hoodler and in this circumstance. Then below him, a cheaper option, Sam Reinhardt, 4700 bucks. He's playing with a lot of confidence right now. The best hockey that I've seen this guy play as a pro with seven points in his last eight games. He's also playing first-line minutes with Jamie McGinn and Ryan O'Reilly in Buffalo and logging lots of power play time as well. So that's a real excellent, excellent value for uh, 4700 bucks. That's a pretty nice price point. And then finally, Sven Andrighetto in Montreal. I mean, I'm down on the Canadians, but you got to look at what this guy's been doing most recently. Uh, $3,000, he's one of the bargains on the board if he uh, puts in his usual effort. And sometimes a rookie can stand out amid chaos. He was called up a little while ago and trying to find his way in Montreal among the rubbish that's going on there. He finds himself on a second line opposite Captain Pacioretty and a center, Lars Eller, who's a good... uh, 
puck mover. So this is a good situation for a, a young guy who's been finding the dirty areas and doing some scoring for the Montreal when some of the rest of the guys have been pretty dry. All right, fair enough. Now, um, my, my quick question for you, and this is just a little bit of trivia, and um, like, please do not confuse me with anybody who is remotely close to a hockey historian. But I just came across this information, and I thought I would ask it because um, I thought I always knew the answer. My uncle told me what the answer was, and he was wrong. Okay, so the Montreal Canadiens logo, all right, has the H inside of the C, okay? What does the H stand for? Hockey. It does stand for hockey. Everyone yeah. I've ever talked to thought it stood for Habs, and they're wrong. Well, no. it's it, it's been – there are two definitions. I'll be clear, and so you're partly right. It's Club de Hockey Canadien is what it stands for, okay. but the H has a history with Habitant, which is also used – in in uh, describing the Montreal clubs, so take your pick. There are two schools of thought. One is not more definite than the other, but I always go if I have to default by Club de Hockey Canadien. All right. Well, you know what? The um, that that was a big fail on my part. I thought I was going to get Paul. I was like, oh, I got a good one here. I don't think anybody knows this. So you know what? I think that might be the first and last trivia question we have on the, <laughs> the Rotowire <laughs> DFS <laughs> NHL podcast. That was. Um, Excellent answer from you. Uh, I feel like um, I thoroughly embarrassed myself, so we should probably move on to uh, the next position here. The, uh, did we sufficiently cover everybody you wanted to talk to on the uh, right on the for- side? Forward lines, yeah, yes. absolutely. Okay, yeah. okay, if we're good to go there, then we do definitely have to let you know um, that we have um, some great information for all those business out, business business owners out there. So any of you looking for a website, um, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be too busy, too busy to worry about the budgets, the scheduling appointments, or to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, let's go ahead and talk about our top options here on the defensive side. We need two defensemen here. Paul, what do you got for me? Well, there's a guy that uh, people should be putting in every time he's playing uh, for Philadelphia. This is Shane Gostisbehere, a rookie, Josh, who has been lighting it up. He's got a club record, 13 games, point streak going on right now. And as I said, this guy's a rookie. He's got 32 points in 38 games played, ranking among the defense leaders in terms of point-per-game production. And he gets that same favorable matchup against the Habs, against whom he has three points in two prior games earlier this season. This, I think, might be the easiest and most popular pick on today's board. And if you go with some of the cheaper options that I've uh, produced for you, and this $5,200 value is not exactly a high end. Uh, there are other defensemen higher than him. I think you got the foundation for a pretty good lineup. Behind him, TJ Brody, another good defenseman that I really like. And I think he's underpriced at 4900 bucks. Another good situation here. He's back playing first-line minutes with Captain Mark Giordano in Calgary. 
and his point he's a point per game player in the last eight games. He and his blue line mates generate much of the Flames' offense as they always seem to be in attack mode. And tonight they're facing a Vancouver team that's been not very good at defending the puck of late. I've told you about the shortage on their defense core. So there's going to be plenty of scoring opportunities for Brody and his teammates against a, a pretty lax uh, Vancouver team. And then a value def- pick on the defense. I, I get, I'm going to the Montreal Canadiens, the much maligned Montreal Canadiens, and nobody's been more maligned than Andre Markov. But he's coming in at 3800 bucks at a pretty low price, despite the facts that he plays first-line power play and regular shift alongside P.K. Subban, who's one of the very best in the game, and he faces a flyer team that will go to the penalty box regularly. So they're going to get some extra extra man time, and that's where Markov shines more than more often than not. So uh, he could be a real good value play tonight. All right, sounds good. Another guy uh, that we that you sort of plucked at the sub four K range there, so uh, very nice there as well. Looks like we've um, got all some, some some generally affordable players in terms of defense. So it looks like if you're loading up on the wings or at the center position, you can go down to some of these cheaper options and save some cash and sort of balance out your your lineup for your cash games and your GPPs. All right, let's go ahead and put a bow on the Friday show here with your top goalie option here for the Friday slate. Well, like I said, I look at the matchups tonight, and the one that jumps off the page to me is the Philadelphia Flyers going into Montreal. The Flyers need this game. The Canadians, I told you, this is a Flyers stack, so I'm going with the Flyers goalie at 8100 bucks. He's by no means the top goalie option on the board. He faces a pop-gun offense in Montreal. His team is 5-3-2 and two in their last 10, and he's allowed only 17 goals in his last seven starts, so that's less than 2.5 per game. I'm thinking that uh, the Flyers should be an easy winner tonight in Montreal. All right, sounds good. And then we're going to put uh, a wrap up there for the Friday slate. And what we're going to do is here pair you up with some Saturday options here uh, for your DFS lineups in the NHL. So look, taking a look at the Saturday slate, we've got Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh, Philadelphia at Toronto, Winnipeg Jets uh, at Florida, Detroit at Ottawa, New Jersey at Washington, L.A. at Nashville, Boston at Dallas, uh, St. Louis and Ara- at um, Arizona, and Colorado at Edmonton. Uh, yes, um, um, Paul just pointed out to me, keep in mind that we don't have pricing available because we're recording this uh, early Friday morning slash afternoon, and Fandle doesn't put any of their prices out until uh, after lineup lock, which is 7 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, Paul and uh, is going to do what we normally do on the NBA side here is just do our best guesstimate talk about plays that we think we want to target and we're going to have to leave it up to you to make the pricing work and if you want the actual guidance in terms of the pricing like we said once again you can go to the the rotowire daily tab and take advantage of the lineup optimizer which will help you filter out your lineup and uh, and narrow down the top options with the pricing once the uh, lineups um, have completed and the pricing has been released by Fandle for saturday so with all that in mind let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do at the center position for saturday paul Okay, center position. I'm going to try and load up here. I think there's a couple of guys that have really good matchups. They're high-end players. I look at Tyler Sagan, who is playing his former team, the Boston Bruins, and he'll be fired up to go. And uh, the Stars are a really good offensive team, and I think the Bruins are going to have all they can handle with with the top six forwards that these guys throw out, and they have a very dynamic power play as well. So I like that favorable matchup for a high-end center. And right behind him, Pavel Datsuk in Detroit, reunited with Henrik Zetterberg. That means big trouble for Ottawa because Ottawa gives up most shots of any team in the league. Datsuk is part of a Detroit stack that I'm looking at uh, on Saturday night. He has 11 points in his last seven games. In terms of a value pick at center, I'm looking at uh, Nazem Kadri of the Maple Leafs. He's facing the Flyers, who are on the second of back-to-backs. This is a guy that likes to mix it up with the best of them. He he thrives in uh, games that are physical affairs. He's not the biggest player in the league, but it seems certain 
certainly that that kind of hockey gets the most out of him, and he's thrived in those challenges more often than not this season. I expect him to be a value pick on Saturday night. All right. Um, so what you're saying is we could be tossing out some octopuses here uh, out there in Detroit. Is that is you feel like that's a, that's that's a possibility? I think it's a very high probability because I, I think it's a bad matchup for Ottawa. They they are facing a Detroit team that's really rolling offensively right now. And that partnership of Datsuk and Zetterberg, they're getting long in the tooth, Josh, but there's still a few miles left in them and they're uh, hitting on all cylinders right now. So I just think it's a very bad matchup for the Senators the way both teams are playing right now. All right, sounds good to me. As long as I, we can get some seafood worked into the podcast, then I feel like I have some semblance of I know where, where, what direction we're going here. So um, I like it. Let's go ahead and talk about the uh, the wings here, what you like on the left and the right side here for Saturday. Chris Cooksburg, he has 10 points in his last eight games. He's going to be a high-end pick. I don't think he's going to rank among the top seven or eight, though. I think he comes in kind of a mid-range value uh, more often than not in recent days, so I'm hoping that that continues. But he's playing with Sidney Crosby and Phil Kessel as the Penguins are putting their all their eggs in one basket while Evgeny Malkin uh, heals on the sideline. And uh, uh, Kunitz, I think, is going to be a good value. I don't think he's the high-end guy. Like uh, Henrik Zetterberg is right behind him in my roster picks, but Zetterberg will be that high-end pick. Uh, he's got seven points in the last six games. I already told you about the partnership with uh, Datsuk and against that weak Ottawa defensive system that's struggling right now. In terms of a value play, I find a great value for you, I think. Riley Smith is going to come in below the radar for Florida. He's playing with... Uh, Vincent Trocek and Yarmir Jagr, the ageless one, on a potent second line in Florida. He's topped 20 minutes of playing time in his last two starts. That's rare for any forward. So I like the fact that they're using him a lot because you can't score unless you're on the ice. And uh, he's got 18 goals in 58 games this year, ready to smash a career high of 20 set two years ago. Yet his line mates are getting all the press clippings. This is a below-the-radar pick that's going to reward you, I think, tomorrow night. Um, Did you happen to catch the girl who tried to blackmail Yarmir Yager. Did you catch all that drama that happened with him? There's uh, been a couple of incidents. This guy's been around for a while, Josh. I'm a little older than you, and I know some of the other stories as well, because I have a, a cousin by marriage who was on the Penguins for a few years, and I know more than I can tell you here about him. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So maybe this is just like one of the tamer stories. But yeah, some chick, like I guess he, they had their night out together we'll say in a hotel room and she snapped a picture of him and he was like she was like if you don't pay me x amount of dollars i'm going to post this picture of you you know on on instagram or on twitter and he's like go ahead go ahead no <laughs> yeah. problem that's the armory the armory Yager that i was introduced two years ago and so that's far for the course all right excellent okay um so let's go ahead and uh are we sufficiently covered on the wings uh, we did left wing. We didn't do the right wing yet. I got a few right wing picks for you. Okay, let's go it. Uh, Voracek uh, for Philadelphia. He's uh, not on the top line anymore, but uh, 12 points in his last 11 games. He, uh, he's still on the top power play unit, and he's facing one of the worst power play, power play, penalty killing units in Toronto tomorrow night. This is the second of back-to-backs for the Flyers, but when you're playing a wretched team like the Leafs, uh, there's reason to pick a guy from Philadelphia, and Jakub Voracek is, is the guy I'm going to. He'll be a mid-range uh, price, I think, be, just because he came off that top line, but he's still going to get a lot of minutes and maybe even find his way back to the top line in the course of that game. So good value there. And then a guy who uh, has been blowing hot and cold, maybe a PPG pick that uh, should come through in another good matchup. This is 
Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, he's been held in check for the last three games going scoreless, but he's a high-end player, Josh, and he gets a good matchup against the Arizona team that emphasizes offense and will trade chances against uh, a deep St. Louis club. Then value pick on the right wing, this guy just got moved up on the top line in Washington. So if you put me on the top line in Washington, I would be a play in fantasy, Josh. That's why tomorrow night Justin Williams is a play. He's got 41 points in 56 games on the year, but six points in his last five games and a real spike in his power play time playing with these two big guns. So a great value pick tomorrow night, I expect, on the right wing side. All right, and just to give you a little bit of a heads up before we wrap up the uh, defense positions and your goalie pick, I'm going to ask you here at the end to nail down your top two GPP picks for Saturday uh, in the tournaments. you got to lock in these these two cheapies that may boom or bust but can hit a home run for you, um, maybe rack up a bunch of points, and you feel like these like there's, they're just going to be well off the radar, maybe low-owned. Maybe you mentioned them here um, uh, in, the, in the guys that we have listed in, in our uh, shot sheet. Maybe you did not. Um, but just sort of keep that in mind uh, as we run through these last couple plays for Saturday. All right. Sure. Just wanted to give you uh, a chance to uh, get that through your uh, get your thoughts together on that, so I didn't just spring it on you here at the end. Um, and so, so with that in mind, let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do on the defense uh, side of the your couple of value options here for Saturday. There. Okay. The only repeater between Friday and Saturday that I've got is Shane Gostisbehere. He's going to continue that scoring streak tonight in Montreal and may extend it tomorrow in Toronto as long as this guy's scoring in every game and not at the top of the list on defense I think you got to put him in your lineup and he has two of the worst teams uh, as opponents in in back-to-back games so not a worry that they're road games this guy is still going to be a factor still going to get power play ice time and he's wielding the hottest stick uh, among all blue liners right now Uh, another guy who gets a favorable matchup is uh, Florida Panthers wonder kid Aaron Ekblad, former number one draft pick overall a couple of years ago. He's already playing like a veteran, and uh, I I project Hall of Fame career for this guy, but I really like him. And he gets a favorable matchup against a Winnipeg team that is very loose defensively right now. Uh, Ekblad's playing first-line D and getting a lot of power play work against the Jets club that will visit the Sin Bin regularly uh, tomorrow night, I think. Uh, um, since you mentioned the Winnipeg Jets, and I have no relevant fantasy advice to offer this podcast, um, I just want to quickly ask you a fashion question for hockey. I, I, I do like the Winnipeg Jets jerseys. I was watching a little bit of, I was watching a lot of uh, NHL um, at the workplace, basically because it was stuck on that channel, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I wasn't going to be able to change it. So I saw. Sounds like my, sounds like my house. Okay, yeah, absolutely, but for a different reason, obviously. Um, so I was like, you know what? Those jerseys are pretty cool. All right, the, I like the you know the, they got the maple leaf circle with the jet there. It's I, I was like, this is that's probably one of the better jerseys in the NHL. Who has the worst jersey in the NHL right now? I I have to say. The Vancouver Canucks, they have a history of bad uniforms. <laughs> You're probably old enough to remember that Halloween outfit that was yellow and multicolored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they just haven't got off, got off the schneid. Uh, they're, they're, the current one is re- relatively tame by comparison, but they just have never had a good logo out in Vancouver. I'd like them to, to get a new artist on the case and just come up with something that makes me forget some of the wretched ones that they've had in their history. All right, fair enough. I I, I wouldn't have picked that, but you know what? Now that you mentioned the the Halloween getup, that is pretty bad overall. I was going to say Edmonton because I just feel like they look like construction workers just a little (laughs) bit with the orange and, you know, the blue. I mean, I know there's some classicness to it. I I understand that for, you know, all the Canadians out there. That's sort of like a timeless thing, I'm assuming, sort of like some of the other – you know, uh, uniforms in other sports like the Yankees and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it just just feel like – 
I, I, I got to like slow down to 15 miles per hour or something like that. Anytime I see an Edmonton uniform, cause it's like, could be a construction zone or something like that. <laughs> um, just, that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. I apologize to all you Edmonton fans out there. All right. Um, now I completely lost where we are. Did we close out the de- defensive spots? Did we make it to goalie yet? Well, I wanted to give you one value pick on the blue line before we go to the goalie. And that's Eric Johnson. He's noted among, uh, not among the, uh, defenseman scoring leaders but this guy was a former first round pick and uh, he has offensive skills and he's shown them in the past with 40 plus point seasons he's blown hot and cold in in colorado and uh, seems to have got his act together though most recently he's got goals in the last two games so he'll probably come in at a low value but i just wonder if he's on a hot streak because he's going to get a favorable matchup against those oilers nice segue there uh who aren't very organized defensively josh and uh, he may get, get an opportunity to extend that streak to three games in a row all right sounds good then as far as my goalie pick, I went to the top of the board. There's no surprise here, but I picked a lot of cheapies on Saturday, so I can afford to put Braden Holtby in there. This guy's simply the best goalie in the league. I've got him in my fantasy, uh, my top fantasy leagues uh, as often as I possibly could, and he's been really, really rewarding me handsomely. And uh, He gets the New Jersey Devils as an opponent, and they aren't too scary these days. They're not an offense that's going to overwhelm, and I think the Caps can keep them in check. So uh, the alternatives that I was considering were also high-end guys, and it was between Holtby and Longo and Morazic. But when I looked at the latter two, they've both been lit up recently. So by default, I went back to Holtby and made my choice. I think I'm going to stick with you uh, with my Saturday lineup and, and go with Holtby as well. I tried to find Dominic Hoshik somewhere on FanDuel was not available. It's thoroughly disappointed because he's got the only he was the last one to wear like an old school cool mask. You know what I mean? Like you could be a serial killer or you could be, <laughs> you know, um, like you could just play lacrosse or something in that mask, too. It wasn't like the traditional superstar artwork goalie mask that, you know, um, that everybody wears today. So for for horror value and just because I thought that Dominic Hoshik was like looks like a, you, if you saw him on the street, you're like, there's no way that guy's a goalie. He's five foot four or something like that. But yeah, I'm going to go with Hopi since I couldn't find Hoshik. Um, and that is going to wrap it up for the inaugural edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast, NHL edition. We're going to be bringing this show to you uh, each and every Friday with two days worth of plays. Uh, if you have any feedback, any questions, make sure you get a hold of Paul on Twitter at Statsman22. My Twitter handle is at JoshHayesFS. If you have any comments, or complaints, or some you want some actual hockey information, don't Tweet me at JoshHayesFS. Make sure you get a hold of Paul at Satsman22. He's got you covered for all your uh, fantasy uh, hockey uh, questions and information. Thanks to to everybody for subscribing and listening. Don't forget you you can check out this uh, podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And we'll see you next week. Same time, same bat channel. Thanks for listening, everybody. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.